Hey guys, welcome to the Elevate Podcast. I'm Axel York. I'm Eric Corbridge. Hey guys, a uh, few purposes to the show, okay? Um, a couple things as far as elevating your skill set, uh, helping you develop uh, skills that you need, uh, practical skills that you'll use in the field and in training and developing your team. Uh, we'll talk a lot about personal development, growth, having the right mindset, really taking you to the next level in sales, in life, and in your career here at V3. Guys, make sure to check back regularly to stay up to date, get some insider tips, learn what it takes to really get to the next level, and stay elevated. So guys, today we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go through our Tuesday training call. Um, just a couple quick updates for everybody um, listening. Number one, uh, we we extended Cabo or sorry Cancun goals, Mexico goals. Uh, so for everybody on the call listening that has not hit their uh, Mexico goals and didn't get the update on any of the leadership calls, um, here's your update. Or if you haven't seen it on Instagram, so I think we have until uh, Saturday uh, for that. Uh, if you have any questions, just check in with Alana and yeah, make sure that you guys push hard these last couple of days. Um, also, uh, for the training call today, there were a couple ideas that I want to cover, uh, but I, I don't want to dive too deep necessarily on, on any one idea. A lot of the points, uh, that I'll hit on today that I'll touch on, um, is stuff that was covered at, at VimCon. So for those of you guys that don't know, uh, VimCon is our semi-annual leadership conference uh, for V3. So it's it's completely internal. Um, we do it usually twice a year. And all of the managers, the assistant managers, all the leadership at V3 um, takes a couple days and basically goes away, puts their head down, um, and just focuses on some like big picture ideas around like leadership and development. Um, a lot of folks that are reps or, um, yeah, I guess just reps, uh, get special invites for that. And so, yeah, if you guys have any questions on that, let me know, but we will be pushing out, uh, basically a, uh, you know, spotlight on VimCon or VimCon series or whatever the heck we're calling it on the Elevate podcast. Um, so we're going to go around one by one and we're going to interview everybody, that spoke at VimCon and and kind of basically take those ideas and put them into a podcast format. So as opposed to being completely uh, presentation style, it'll be a little bit of kind of uh, Q&A and there'll be a little bit more give and take. But let's, uh, let's jump into things, guys. So for today's um, Tuesday training, so we, like I mentioned, uh, this is an idea that we covered uh, at, at VimCon, so I'm not going to dive in uh, deep on it. I'm going to take a little bit of a little bit of a turn, a little bit of a left turn on this idea. Um, but we talked about this idea of uh, blind spots or names up for debate, uh, thorns, voids, wh whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, the idea is that you know we all have we all have somewhat of this like character flaw or this. Um, almost this cognitive dissonance that we deal with in that there's this thing that is preventing us from reaching our goals. And the irony is that most of the time, like you can't see that you can't recognize that that thing is what's in your way of, of reaching your goals. And so we did an exercise where we kind of like 
work towards identifying what those thorns are and what those weaknesses are in ourselves, and then try to solicit feedback. Um, so you guys can do this on, on your own. You can do this in your own right. You know, you can just basically go and ask the people around you, you know, Hey, what do you think my three biggest, uh, you know, weaknesses are. And, and this is all like categorized again. I don't want to do a, a spoiler alert on anything that anybody else is going to talk about during their speech. Uh, but if you guys want to reach out and like, Hey, what are the four categories of, you know, basically areas that, that I may have this blind spot or this weakness so that I can help identify that and give the people that I solicit feedback kind of a blueprint for, um, feel free to reach out. Um, uh, email's fine. It's Axel at, at V3 Electric if you guys want to know. Uh, but I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to go around and kind of see, you, you'll probably be surprised at what you find. You know, most people that did the exercise, um, even myself, you know, I was, I was kind of surprised by the, the results. Um, you know, I had this idea in my head of, of what my blind spot was. And not that I was surprised that, uh, you know, the answer I got was completely different. It was just kind of surprising for me in the sense that I didn't necessarily think that anybody else would say like, Hey, that's your, that's your blind spot. That's your thorn. You know, that's your weak point. Um, in, in my brain, I thought like, well, Hey, this, like, I know this, but uh, you know, not everybody else does. Um, so you, I would encourage you guys to kind of explore that and, and see, you know, a lot of people will look for something else. They'll, they'll attribute like, well, yeah, you know, I know so-and-so said this is my blind spot, but actually I think it's more over in this area. And, and ultimately that's just because most people don't really want to face the, their blind spot because it's the area that they're weak. It's the area that they struggle. It's the area where they don't want to do the thing that they want to do. And so for the purpose of this training, um, I want to focus on basically what, just what I see as like the biggest blind spot for people. Um, I, I don't think that anybody will walk away from this. And if they put into practice some, uh, you know, some of this idea and some of this training and they try to, uh, avoid the pitfall of this specific blind spot, I don't think anybody will be worse off for it. Um, even if you're still relatively good in this area, or relatively strong in this area. Um, and that idea is, is just, it's work ethic or, or, you know, better known as like action. So just taking action, um, just working hard, pushing through, um, you know, a, I think a lot of what you want to get in life can be, can be uh, obtained or attained, uh, through action almost as a byproduct. Um, you know, one of the things I, I think Josh has probably mentioned this idea and I've, I've mentioned it here and there talking to people is like, you know, the people that, that try to get wealthy, um, they usually don't, right? Usually that, that wealth happens as a byproduct of doing everything else the, the right way or having the right purpose or the right why or the right mission. Um, and it just, it, it's not an accident per se, but you know, it's almost like, oh yeah, whoops. And I also, you know, made a, a bunch of wealth, um, along the way. And so I think of, of work ethic or hard work is kind of the, the prerequisite for that. You know, and, and the idea being that like almost anything that you want to achieve, almost anything that you want to attain, um, can be done. So as the byproduct through, through hard work, right? There's a lot of second order consequences that, that come from that. Um, so 
with that, uh, one of the things that I, I want to highlight here, and again, I'm going to just kind of tiptoe around this because we are going to roll out like a, a quick, short little podcast around this, Eric and I, but it's the, it's the standard of excellence. Um, so I'd encourage everybody on this call to hold yourself to a higher standard. Um, we are going to be coming out with one that is is the standard. So it's going to be for everybody, essentially. But I would say, hey, develop your your own personal uh, you know, standard of excellence, uh, not, not what's common to everybody and hold yourself to a, a higher standard. Right. And so we'll fill in all the details on that on one of these podcasts. Um, but you know, you, you actually, you want to go to where the demands are high. Like you want to go to where the pressure is to perform. Um, that's where the cream rises to the top, right? If, if the demands are low, you're going to set a really low bar. So if you don't feel like the demands are high enough, if, if you're looking around and you're like, Hey, yeah, this isn't, this isn't high enough for me. Set your own, set your own demands, set your own standard of excellence, set your own, um, you know, goals that's automatically going to raise the bar around you. Like everybody around you is going to rise to that level and rise to that expectation. And so, I know this is a call that's it's geared towards new reps um, and and reps in training, um, but that's still true of, of you guys. Like you can look within, you know, your I don't know class or group or, or whatever you want to call it. The people that are at the same level as you are, um, set that pace, set that new bar, set that new um, that new standard, and that goes for anybody else that happens to be jumping on the call today, whether it's junior reps, uh, reps, ASMs, managers. Um, I want to quote, uh, Seth, Seth Godin here. He wrote a book called linchpin. Uh, are you indispensable? And th- this is a great, a great book about being the linchpin, being the person that, um, is bringing maximum value to, to an organization, to a company, to a team, um, whatever it is. And, and he writes about this idea that like discomfort brings engagement and change Discomfort means you're doing something that others are unlikely to do because they're hiding out in the comfort zone. When your uncomfortable actions lead to success, the organization rewards you and brings you back for more. Um, so essentially the idea being that like, you know, this pushing yourself to that comfort zone and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of, of more success and then more recognition and more, you know, accolades and more, uh, rewards essentially that, that come from that. And so I, I want to focus a lot on that idea of like getting uncomfortable because for a lot of people, this work ethic idea, um, it's just uncomfortable for them. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to pursue that. They don't want to, uh, push themselves in that comfort zone. You know, they would rather, uh, you know, lay around and, you know, if we were all in the room, I'd, Hey, show of hands, you know, who was lounging around on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and then who was like, who was working, who was doing, and, and maybe not the whole day, but like who was doing their Sunday planning, who was kind of mapping out what the, the rest of the week or the month looks like, you know, we're rolling into a new month, you know, new year. Um, how many people instead just sat around on a couch, you know, watching the game, drinking beer and eating, you know, Cheetos all day. Um, that's the type of activity and the type of behavior that you want to uh, run away from. And the reality is it's, it's going to make you happy to avoid that behavior as opposed to seeking that behavior out. Um, 
so uh, there's a there's a kind of an odd story uh, that I, I came across, but I actually really really enjoyed it. So I'm gonna share it with you guys. Um, I don't know if anybody's heard this, but it's a story about a caterpillar and a butterfly. Um, they're one and the same, right? Because caterpillars turn into butterflies. But uh, so there was uh, there's a little boy. He was playing outdoors, and he he stumbled across this caterpillar. He was just fascinated by this caterpillar, right? And he carefully picked up the caterpillar. Um, he took it home. He asked his mom if he could keep the caterpillar. And she said, yeah, you can keep it as long as, you know, you take good care of it. And so the little boy, you know, did. He got uh, he got this big, you know, mason jar. Um, he put in a bunch of, you know, sticks and, and, and leaves and dirt and everything that a caterpillar needs uh, to have a nice home. And... You know, every day he watched the caterpillar, brought it new plants, you know, fed it new, new things. And one day the caterpillar, you know, climbed up on one of the sticks and uh, started acting strangely as, as they do. Right. And so the, the caterpillar was basically going through the process of, of becoming a butterfly and creating this cocoon. And so the mother explained to the boy how the caterpillar was going to go through this metamorphosis uh, metamorphosis and, and turn into a butterfly. So now the boy's like stoked. He's like, this is awesome. I can't wait for my, my caterpillar to turn into this butterfly. Um, so he watched it every day, uh, just waiting for this butterfly to emerge. And then finally one day it started to happen, right? The, the butterfly or caterpillar. Well, I guess not. It's a butterfly. Butterfly created a small little hole in the cocoon and the butterfly started struggling to come out. And the boy was super excited, uh, but soon he became really concerned, and 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 he grew more and more concerned because the butterfly was just struggling so hard to get out of the cocoon, um, and it looked like it wouldn't be able to break free, right? It, it just it, the boy was concerned that the caterpillar was going to die in the cocoon and or you know get trapped there or or whatever it is. And he's just, he thought like this caterpillar's not making any progress. So the little boy was so concerned that he's like, all right, I got to intervene. I got to help here. Um, so he went and he got some, some scissors, uh, you know, very small scissors. And he walked back and he snipped the cocoon and he helped create a bigger hole, allowing the butterfly to uh, emerge quickly. But as the butterfly came out, the boy actually grew more concerned because uh, it had a it had a swollen you know body swollen abdomen and it had small little shriveled wings and he continued you know watching the butterfly and he was expecting that the wings would yeah they would grow and they would get bigger and they would expand and he would start you know flying around um, but it actually never happened you know, the, the butterfly spent the rest of its butterfly life crawling around with these tiny little wings that were shriveled up and, and didn't work. The, the butterfly was never able to fly. And is what the boy, you know, later learned was that the butterfly was actually supposed to struggle, right? The, and the butterfly struggle to push its way through the tiny opening in the cocoon um, actually pushes, you know, some of the, the fluid 
and and I guess I don't know, just healthy juices uh, through the the butterfly's body and out into its wings. And so without that struggle, the butterfly is never ever able to fly. Right. So the, the boy has these good intentions of creating, um, creating this ease for this, you know, creature, um, good intentions, but the, the outcome is actually terrible for the butterfly, you know? And, and, and so think about that idea is like you go through your job and you go through your life, um, struggling is actually an important part of any growth experience, right? It's actually the struggle that causes you to develop um, these these new abilities that you've never had before and that you've never experienced. Um, and yeah, crazy story. I thought this was just like some random parable, but like actually that's 100% true. Don't cut butterflies out of their cocoon. Who would have thought? Um and there's, I mean, there's just countless examples of this, uh, you know, in, in life. Like we could, we could just sit and make the entire call, um, essentially examples uh, about this idea. You know, everybody from, from Henry Ford to Michael Jordan to Oprah, you know, these are all people that have, have dealt with that struggle. You know, they've all had to, had to quote unquote, push through their own cocoon, um, in order to grow into the people that they need to become. And so the people on the call here uh, today, think about that, right? Think about pushing towards your goal, pushing towards whatever that is, whether it's uh, assistant manager, manager, regional, um, maybe something beyond that. And you know, think about what is what is your cocoon? What is the what is the uncomfortable, you know, opening that you need to get through, or that you need to push through? You need to persevere through in order to become, you know, that, uh, that type of butterfly, which is, we start to lose the analogy around here, but you become that type of person, right. Or that type of individual that's able to do that job or do that role and do it effectively. Um, so kind of getting back to, to your thorn, right. And, and again, for a lot of the people on this call, um, if you guys didn't do this exercise at VimCon, and, and if you don't go and talk to three people and that could be people you work with, it could be your manager. Um, I would, I would encourage you to have it actually be people that see how you work and, and interact with you day to day, but you can also solicit feedback from your family and, and from your friends. And you can obviously ask more than three people. Um, but you know, you want to get this feedback and, and then the real question that you want to ask yourselves is you know, how am I complicit in creating the circumstances or creating the conditions, um, that I don't like, or that I don't want. And a lot of you will find on this call that you guys are very complicit in that. And that, that you actually are one of the biggest contributing factors to like, yeah, whatever that is, that's just uncomfortable for you, whether it's, um, you know, I don't, yeah, I'm not promoting quick enough. I'm not, you know, I've never had a job um, that I, that I love. I've never, yeah, I've never made enough money. Um, all of these things can be traced back to like, to you being complicit in, in creating those circumstances, right? So if it's a job you don't love, if it's something, you know, well, I don't feel like I have a purpose. Well, that's simple. That's cause you're not, you're not working hard enough. Um, you know, yeah, passion, passion follows hard work. It's not, you don't, you don't become passionate about something and then start to work hard. 
you work hard on something and then you become passionate. You know, you feel the sense of purpose and, and you feel like this is my, my calling. Um, so if you've ever experienced that, that's, that's where you might be complicit in that. Um, if it's because you're not making enough money or because you're not promoting fast enough, maybe it's because you're not embracing the discomfort and you're not working uh, at the same level that you need to be working, right? Some other questions to ask yourself is, you know, what, yeah, what needs to be said that isn't being said? And that could be something that you need to say to yourself. Um, that could be something that maybe your manager needs to say to you. It could be something that just one of your, one of the people on your team need to say, right? It could be something that maybe your significant other needs to say, who knows, right? But I would always look internally, like, so maybe it's what am I not saying that, that needs to be said to myself, right? Maybe I need to tell myself that, hey, Axel, your thorn is, is your work ethic. You need, to, you need to work harder. You need to skip this Super Bowl and get some work done. Um, what's being said that I'm not hearing, right? This is a big one because the reality is for most of the people on this call, um, what I've experienced working with the, the leadership in this company and we have some amazing, amazing leadership and everybody wants you to get better. Everybody in this organization wants you to achieve more. They want you to become the best version of yourself that you can possibly be. Um, but a lot of you just are not hearing what's being said. And it's not that you're, it's not even that you're, you're intentionally not hearing it or that you're actively, you know, disengaged. Um, in a lot of cases, it's, it's almost like a defense mechanism. Like you just don't want people to, yeah, you don't want people to think that, uh, or, or sorry, I'm sorry. So what I'm trying to say is you don't want to maybe come to like grips with, with what somebody's telling you. If they're telling you like, Hey, uh, Axel, your thorn is your, your work ethic. You know, your thorn is, is you're not taking enough action. Um, well that, that might be hurtful to my ego. And so maybe I don't want to face that and I don't want to embrace that idea in order to, to get better and to overcome that. Right. So, uh, you guys, you know, you want to, you want to keep in mind the idea that like you, uh, as Jeff Smith would, would say, uh, Jeff says we are, we are defined by our ability to adapt. Um, it's one of his, his Jeffisms. Um, and that's true. Like you're, you're going to adapt, right? You're only going to be mentally as tough as your life demands you to be. Um, and the good news is that you're going to be able to adapt through that, that process, right? So you want to continue to, to ratchet up the level of difficulty that you're experiencing in your life. Um, and this can be a hard thing to do. This is something that he, I, you know, I've struggled with to continue to add levels of discomfort into my life. Um, and a lot of times you just have to like seek it out. Um, you have to like artificially create discomfort, um, in your life somewhere. Right. And there's a lot of different ways that you can do this. Um, I've talked about in the past how I've, you know, I've done like Toastmasters, which is like a public speaking group. Um, I've, I've taken on more at, at work. Um, I've tried to push myself to work longer hours, to work more days in a row, um, just to do more, set higher goals, set higher expectations. Um, I mentioned on one of the previous uh, training calls that I've, you know, volunteered at a crisis center. Um, just things to 
push myself into uh, this discomfort zone is, is really important. Um, Cause at the end of the day, like an easy life is going to create a mind that can only handle a sense of ease. A challenging life is going to build a mind that can handle those challenges. Uh, it's like a muscle that, that can atrophy without enough use. Uh, mental strength, mental resilience that will fade unless it's tested and unless it's used. So when a life doesn't challenge you, you have to create that challenge for yourself somewhere. Don't, don't get complacent. Don't be, don't be complicit in the, the easy life that has been created for yourself. And, and the trap that a lot of people may experience is, you know, success enabling that. Um, if you have a fair measure of success, and you're able to maintain that, then you, you know, you can be unwittingly complicit in, in that comfort. You know, it's easy to think like, well, I was so dis discomfortable or uncomfortable, um, for this period of time and it helped me get to where I'm at. And you don't recognize that, Hey, I'm actually in a period of discomfort right now. And that could even be somebody that's, you know, a new rep on the call that was working, you know, a 15 to $20 an hour job or whatever it is. And now all of a sudden you're making a little bit more here, uh, working half the time. That's great. Good job. But don't fall into that trap of, of discomfort. Um, so, so think about that. Like when is, when is the last time you actively avoided something hard? You know, when is the last time that, Hey guys, mute out for me, please. Guys, mute, mute your phone. Thank you. Um, you know, ask yourself that question. When is the last time that you avoided something hard? You actively avoided, um, you know, spending another hour knocking, you know, cause it's, it's not, it's not common. Um, when is the last time that you avoided, you know, staying out the rest of the day when you, when you pulled, you know, two bills, three bills, four bills, whatever that day, uh, when is the last day that you worked on, you know, what should have been a day off for you. And then ask yourself, when is the last time that you actually embraced one of those things? Like, are you doing something like that every day? Are you doing something like that at least every week where you're, you're spending an extra couple hours in the field? You're spending an extra, you know, hour after it gets dark. You're spending, you know, uh, if you're in Southern California, you're, you're out knocking on a Wednesday. You know, if you're in NorCal, you're out pulling leads on a, on a Sunday you know, once a month, whatever it is, like, when are you doing those things? Um, it should be regular and it should be consistent. Um, do you, you guys actually want this process to be hard? Uh, the fact is the faster that you can master something, the more worthless that it is, right? Um, think about anything in life worthwhile. Um, part of what makes it worthwhile is the fact that it, it takes a long time to master, um, or, or, you know, vice versa, right? The, the fact that it happens to be so hard to master is what makes it worthwhile. Um, you know, you could master like a, a Rubik's cube or something in a matter of a couple hours, right? But there's no worth to that. But if you can master the art of this sale, that may take you years to do but it's incredibly valuable. It'll set you up for the rest of your life. 
Um, so the what, what I'm going to leave you guys with is just uh, the, ask yourselves the question as you're going through your, your day-to-day. Um, this ties in fairly well, but it's kind of a, a life hack that I've, I've used. Um, I, and I've actually done this as frequently as like every hour where I've set an alarm on my phone, but you know, even if it's like once a day or, or as you're transitioning to a new, you know, new project or whatever, uh, or a new part of your day, ask yourself, will this matter in 12 months? Right. So, so going back that, will that Super Bowl party matter in 12 months? Um, or, or would it have mattered more, been more impactful, uh, to spend that time planning out the month of, of February and planning out your goals and planning out how you're going to achieve them. Um, that's, you know, that's one twelfth of the year, right? Uh, you should, you should make the effort. That's a big, big piece of, of what this year is, is going to be for you. Um, and even the week, even if you break that into, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year, um, not setting yourself up for success or giving it your all for this this calendar week that's a big deal when that's 152nd of your entire year you know that's actually a really big chunk and and it's a chunk that com- compounds you know as you have a successful week this week and that segues into next week and the following week and so on or it could be a bad week that you know creates a bad week that creates a bad week that creates a bad week. Uh, so think about that idea as you guys are going through your day. Um, that's all I got for you guys. Thanks for jumping on. And thanks to uh, most of you guys for staying muted for most of the call. All right. Thanks. Bye.